Welcome to the Retire Right Podcast with Larry Heller. You deserve complete financial advice. There's no acceptable alternative if you want to plan to live well and on your terms. Complete financial advice equals complete peace of mind. Now, let's get into this week's podcast episode. Hello and welcome to Retire Right with Larry Heller from Heller Wealth Management. Hello, Larry. How are you? I'm doing terrific, Eric. How are you? Doing fantastic. I, uh, I think your topic today is incredibly timely. I know that you're, you're kind of answering the question, what should I do with my 401k? And in the last six months, I think that's become a very, very important question as we see companies uh, maybe weaning down their workforce a, a bit because of the, the whole pandemic and COVID. Is that why you decided to bring this today? Well, there's a few reasons. That's one of it. Also, a lot of companies, I don't know, maybe a lot, but there are companies that have stopped doing the match. Mm. Plus, there's also a lot of, I guess, employees out there that have had to have taken a pay cut. And so the income is not there as much. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. for those reasons, I thought we would address what to do with the 401k, some other um, thoughts on the 401k and get back on focusing in on the importance of a 401k. So th- that, those are kind of the thoughts that I had, Eric. Yeah, I've got somebody close to me that they decided to stop doing the match at their company. And uh, I think they put it on hold for four months total and it, and it came back. But, um, you know, the companies were definitely making some interesting decisions here and there to, you know, save their bottom line and hopefully keep as many people employed as possible. So I think today is going to be a great amount of information. So where do we start? So let's just start right with that question. So should I stop contributing to my 401k plan? Mm. And I'll start actually, Eric, when you talked about the employer stopped its match. Mm -hmm. So one of the biggest incentives to invest in your own 401k is that there's free money. If an employer matches, usually after a time, you get vested in that and the company is giving you money that'll grow tax deferred to you. So it's a great thing to have. However, as companies now have have had to adjust via COVID and this pandemic, some of them have stopped the match. So should you stop contributing? So the answer to that is no. And one of the best ways to really make sure that you're in control in these times is if you can not only contribute, but contribute more because there is not a match. And hopefully the company will eventually get back to putting that match into into place. So I know it's very difficult for many people out there to balance retirement savings versus what you need to do in current expenses. But even without the match, it's important to keep investing. Keep investing as much as you can. As I say, invest in in your 401k until it hurts. And now it may be a a time where it hurts a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, So so now keep keep your eye on the long-term goals. Keep your eye on putting money away, especially if you're young, putting as much money as you can away. So, uh, so don't let the employer stopping the match dis- uh, dissuade you from contributing to the 401k. There is still so many great reasons for the tax savings, whether it's a traditional 401k or a Roth 401k. Don't get sideswiped by what's going on in the market. Keep your eye on the long-term goal, and that's, uh, that's retirement. Do you think it's too easy to stop it and then kind of create some excuses why you're not starting it again? I mean, I, I think that would be a big piece of it. 
Yeah, um, we'll talk a little bit now. Is it easy to stop it? The, the government has made it easy to, easier to take money out during this uh, time frame. Yeah. So we'll talk about that a little bit more. But yes, well, once you stop it, then sometimes it's harder to to go back and to contribute because you get that little extra savings in your paycheck. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's a, a great point. You 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 don't want to stop it if you can. Of course, there are certain situations where you may have to. But uh, hopefully there are reasons why you, you can contribute and can maintain what you've been doing before. Now, you said that you, you feel that people should be contributing and contributing as much as possible. What are we talking about numbers-wise? Is there a certain percentage you look at, or um, what are your thoughts on that? Well, <clears throat> uh, everyone is different. And rather than just saying, I'm going to put away X percentage, you should have and create your own specific goals and retirement to see if you're saving enough, at least until you get to the max that you can contribute. So if you're not contributing, figure out, okay, what do I need to save in order to to achieve X amount somewhere down the road based upon a rate of return? And you kind of back into what you can do. Uh, Of course, I understand that there are some issues where you you can't save maybe uh, as much as you would like to, but look at the long-term goals rather than just a percentage. And the other thing is increasing the 401k until you get to that maximum amount. Now you may say, okay, well, how can I increase this and when can I increase this? Well, even right now, the one thing about the pandemic is you're probably not spending as much money on travel or vacations. So now your expenses may be lower or eventually going out to eat. At least I I know here in the New York area, you you can go out to eat indoors if it's up to 25% capacity, I believe. Outdoor is, is there, but people haven't been going out to eat as much here in New York. So use that extra, that lower expenses to not only maintain your contributions, but possibly increase the contributions. Mm-hmm. And that's the people, you know, set up their 401k plan and they put an amount in and they kind of like forget about it. So how do you increase it? Well, two ways that I look to increase it is when you get a increase or a raise. Anytime you get a raise, Go into your 401k contribution and increase the amount that you're putting away. Uh, And if you get a promotion and there's a big amount of raise, go in and see if you can maximize that. Uh, Anybody who can get close to maximizing the 401k, it'll grow and it'll be big numbers by the time that you're able to retire. Nice. Larry, during this time, I know that people have been looking at the market and unfortunately the media does what it does best and that's sell advertisements by shock and awe right there. You know, the world's crashing. Uh, so, you know, be prepared. So a lot of people may be thinking, is it time to reevaluate what's in my 401k, the investments? Should I be changing? Should I go completely conservative? Should I, you know, risk everything right now on the upswing? I mean, there, there's so many different choices. What are your thoughts? So I don't know if you recall, Eric, but back in March, we, we had this conversation and kind of in the reverse where everything was going down and we talked about staying the course and not panicking and not getting out of the market at that particular point and can continue to contribute. And nothing has changed now now that we've rallied and we've gone past those pre-pandemic numbers and a lot of the indexes. So you should worry more about the risk of not meeting your long-term financial goals rather than the 
day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month, even year-to-year volatility. Worry about being able to contribute as much as you can. So for anyone that's on the younger side, don't confuse risk and volatility. So there is going to be volatility, there is going to be risk, but you have a time horizon to, to go up through these ups and downs. And 2020 is a great microcosm of what can happen mm-hmm. and how we can go, how we can get so low and how quickly we can recover that. Uh, not only 2020, but even 2000 and 2008, which is people kind of forget about that as well and how quickly we recovered after that. So a lot of times people will go in and they'll make, make a change. I spoke to a few people that literally on the worst day in March pulled the money out of the stock market. Mm. So many times the changes you make now, you will regret later. Nobody has a crystal ball of what's going on. And with interest rates as low as they are, I mean, 10-year treasuries are less than 1%. You can't get 1% even on a bank account. So mm. where are you going to put where are you going to put your money, especially in a 401k that is going to grow tax deferred for you. So don't make those mistakes when you're younger. Now, if you're nearing retirement, that's a whole nother look at this. And when are you going to need the money? Are you going to start to withdraw your money in the near future? Yes. Now that may be a good time to change your portfolio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I Again, I recommend doing portfolio checks at least once a year. So whether you're nearing retirement, and if you are nearing retirement, you can listen to one of our podcasts on the bucket strategy and how that works and rebalancing. If you have a long term to retirement or more than four years, you still want to do a portfolio check because some of your sub accounts might have gotten out of balance. And therefore, you want to rebalance. You want to have a diversified portfolio. So make sure your portfolio is rebalanced, at least on an annual basis. And you want to look at your 401k and actually some of the funds in there and make sure that those funds are low cost funds. And if they're not low cost funds, you should be talking to your HR person and talking to the business owner and saying, why can't we have better funds or, or less expensive funds in our portfolio? Mm-hmm. So managing the 401k is something that you should be doing on an ongoing basis, not making dramatic changes very often, but looking at the big picture, making tweaks here or there, putting as much money as way as you can, as you're getting closer to retirement, looking at different investment allocations. It's an ongoing time that you need to spend into your 401k plan. And for many people, that's their biggest investment. Yeah, and, and this is something that you do with your clients anyway. You know, not even thinking about the pandemic or COVID or any of that stuff. You are helping them to to view that once a year, especially those, you know, approaching retirement and helping them rebalance. This isn't a COVID thing. This is a this is a Larry Heller thing. Oh, absolutely. Um, you should be doing this at, at any time. And we, we do this professionally on a quarterly basis for our clients mm. and looking at that on a quarterly basis when they're hiring us. And we're not making major changes. It may only be selling one fund and buying another. Right now, growth stocks are booming. So maybe maybe in your portfolio, you're taking a little profit off of the growth stock funds mm-hmm. and you're switching that to some value funds which have underperformed growth over the last few years, but historically have outperformed growth stocks. 
So, or maybe your risk is uh, 80% in equities as you're closing uh, towards retirement. You want to lower your alloc and your allocation has gone to 90%. So you should go back to 80%. So mm. we're looking at that constantly and maintaining the allocation to maintain the risk tolerance to, by keeping an eye on your long-term goal of retiring. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, Larry, I know that people are allowed to, in most cases, take a loan off of their 401k. And from what I've heard, when you take a loan from your 401k, you're actually paying yourself back with interest. And it's not like somebody else is making interest off of you. Is that a good idea right now? Well, again, if there are reasons why, if you really need money out of your 401k, you can um, tap into that. And the CARES Act has, has made it easier to tap into your 401k. However, if, if you take your money out of your 401k now, it is no longer working for you. So therefore, any growth you would have achieved by the, having the loan, you would have lost out on. Mm -hmm. True. So tapping into a taxable account before taking out a 401k loan is something to really consider so you don't lose the opportunity of these long-term long -term growth. Mm. Wow. Yeah, that's, I didn't, some of those things I'd never really thought about before as far as losing the growth opportunities. Um, now, I saw something mentioned about a hardship withdrawal. I and mean, obviously, there's, you know, you've got the loan, and I'm, I'm assuming your answer is going to be very similar for the hardship withdrawal uh, as far as the money not working for you. But what should people consider if they do need to take a withdrawal from the 401k like that? Yeah. So here's how they, the government has made it even easier for people who have suffered coronavirus related harm, they, they can tap into their 401k even before 59 and a half. So there's no early withdrawal penalty. And now you're allowed to repay your 401k over three years. So again, you lose out in the money working for you, but they've made it real easy. But don't look at this as kind of a, okay, it's a good way I can take my money out and spend more money or do something like that. Use this only as the last resort and don't impact your retirement on that. So again, if you have to take out a, a hardship for whatever reason, there are some nice um, alternatives that the government has put in for allowing you to pay that back over the three years so you're not hit with any taxes. Mm -hmm. So try not to, try to leave this as a last resort, but it is one way on, that, that government has made a little bit easier to withdraw from your 401k plan. Got it. And earlier, you know, I, I mentioned that a lot of people are maybe in transition between jobs because of the pandemic and, and other things that companies are doing. If someone has lost their job, what do they do with their 401k? So there's really three different options you can do with your 401k. You can leave it with your former employer, assuming that you have over $5,000. Um, and you, you won't be able to contribute anymore, but you, you can still use the same investments, manage the account. So that's option one. Option two is you can roll your current 401k plan into an IRA. This lets you, allows you to invest it in any way you'd like. Hmm. If you choose this option, you avoid taxes uh, on the on the plan and uh, and any fees if there are from the four hundred one k plan. And your former employee would actually make the check out to your new IRA plan. Some firms allow 
money to be done electronically. Some um, make you actually go in and get a check payable to the new IRA, not payable to yourself. And the last option is you can actually transfer the money from your 401k plan into a new 401k plan if you happen to have changed jobs. Assuming the new plan allows you to take those um, transfers, and most do. So don't forget about those 401k plans from previous jobs. And if you have it at numerous jobs, it's a great time to consolidate and move it all into one IRA account or one 401k account so you can manage the investments much better. Yeah, I think it's a really good idea to have that check made out directly to the the new IRA company. I can just see a whole lot of disaster stories of somebody walking out of a building with that nice big fat check going, ah, you know, been eyeing that new truck. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> making some right. pretty poor decisions. You wouldn't, get, you, you wouldn't get the whole check because the government would, would require a, a big piece of that to, oh, uh, yeah. to go to taxes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right. So I know that there's been a lot of changes in the laws. You just mentioned a couple there in the last bit. Um, when does somebody have to start taking out of their 401k? And do you have advice on when they should start taking out of their 401k? Yeah, one of the nice things about the new SECURE Act that was done in the beginning of the year is they've changed the required minimum distribution from 70 and a half to age 72. So you get now a year and a half worth of growing the money before you have to take it out. Mm. So the money continues to grow for you tax deferred. And once you take it out, you got to pay ordinary income taxes or it's subject to ordinary income taxes. So if you defer it a few more years, there are some other things maybe you could do like Roth conversions. Mm -hmm. And if you're interested in Roth conversions, I actually just did a video on Roth conversions. You can go into our website and watch watch the video. So not only on the 401ks until you have to start taking money out, but possibly converting that over to a Roth. And you would pay the taxes now, but the money would then be tax-free down the road. So that's another thing to consider. And like I said, you can go into go into our website, look at the video. There's also a podcast on that. So if you want to learn more about the Roth conversions, you can learn a lot more by going to HelloWealthManagement.com. Perfect. Let me ask you another question on that. When it comes to RMDs, the required minimum distribution that you were talking about, what is is there a certain set percentage that you have to take out once you hit age 72? Yeah, so, so at, yeah, at age 72, there will be a certain percentage you have to take out based upon your life expectancy. That's why the oh, okay. uh, government actually moved it back to age 72 because people are living longer. So there is, there is a calculation that's done. Uh, if you're with us, we'll do the calculations for you to make sure that you take the money out because it's a 50% penalty if you don't take the, the full amount, full amount out. So, so you want to make sure that you take the amount, the amount out that you have to. Um, the other thing that changed, and again, we've talked about this in a previous podcast is inherited IRAs now make you take it out over 10 years. That's right. That's so, right. Uh, so that's another big change if you're inherited an IRA. And how do you plan for that? Do you take it all out in year nine? Do you take a little bit out each year? It's a little bit more of a challenge than it was in the past. We are able to then take out an inherited IRA over your life expectancy. So look out for that one. Gotcha. Well, Larry, I know we're getting a little short on time. Do you have anything else that we need to talk about today? Yeah, well, let, let's just kind of, you know, summarize. So until you're maximizing your 401k 
contributions, have a game plan on how to increase, whether it's each year, each quarter. And if you are struggling this year to, to stay with the 401k, see if you can find other ways so you can maintain the 401k and not borrow or take money out of the 401k. And look at your investments, look at the asset allocation, reevaluate, rebalance your portfolio and invest in low cost funds. So have a game plan. That's the biggest thing that I would say in the takeaway here is have a game plan for your 401k plan, both while you're younger, as you're in your prime earning years, and mm -hmm. as you get closer to retirement. They all may be different, but they all are very important. And of course, if you'd like to speak to me, we can actually talk more in depth on how you can come up with a game plan. Fantastic. And how do they get a hold of you? They can reach us at hellowealthmanagement.com or they can call us at 631-293-2806. Larry, fantastic stuff. Thank you so much. I always learn th something new talking to you. <laughs> I appreciate great that. great to hear, Eric. Thank you so much. <laughs> you betcha. And the last thank you goes to you, the listening audience. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the Retire Right Podcast with Larry Heller. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Larry comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Heller Wealth Management, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day, and we'll see you next time.